ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ವಿಆರ್ ರೀಡಿಂಗ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ಶ್ರೀಮದ್ ಭಾಗವತಂ ಕ್ಯಾಂಟರ್ ಸೆವೆನ್ ಚಾಪ್ಟರ್ ಸೆವೆನ್ entitled what pralat learned in the womb and verse number 55 etavaneva lokesmin pumsa swartha parasmrtaha ekanda bhaktir govinde ಸ್ಮೃತ ಏಕಾಂತ ಭಕ್ತಿರ್ಗೋವಿಂದೇ ಯತ್ರ ತದೀಕ್ಷಣ ಮಾತಾಜಿ ಏತಾವೇವೋಕೆಸ್ಮಸ್ವಾರ್ಥಪರಸ್ಮೃತ ಏಕಾಂತ ಭಕ್ತಿರ್ಗೋವಿಂದೇ ತದೀಕ್ಷಣ ದಿಸ್ ಮಚ್ ಸರ್ಟನ್ಲಿ ಲೋಕೆ ಅಸ್ಮಿನ್ ಇನ್ ದಿಸ್ ಮೆಟೀರಿಯಲ್ ವರ್ಲ್ಡ್ ಪುಂಸ ಆಫ್ ದ ಲಿವಿಂಗ್ ಎಂಟಿಟಿ ಸ್ವ ಅರ್ಥ ದ ರಿಯಲ್ ಸೆಲ್ಫ್ ಇಂಟ್ರೆಸ್ಟ್ ಪರ ಟ್ರಾನ್ಸೆಂಡಲ್ ಸ್ಮೃತ ರಿಗಾರ್ಡೆಡ್ ಏಕಾಂತ ಭಕ್ತಿ ಅನ್ಅಲೋಯ್ಡ್ ಡಿವೋಷನಲ್ ಸರ್ವಿಸ್ ಗೋವಿಂದೇ ಟು ಗೋವಿಂದ ಯತ್ ವಿಚ್ ಸರ್ವತ್ರ ಎವ್ರಿವೇರ್ ತದೀಕ್ಷಣ ಸೀಯಿಂಗ್ ದ ರಿಲೇಷನ್ಶಿಪ್ ವಿತ್ ಗೋವಿಂದ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಇನ್ ದಿಸ್ ಮೆಟೀರಿಯಲ್ ವರ್ಲ್ಡ್ ಟು ರೆಂಡರ್ ಸರ್ವಿಸ್ ಟು ದ ಲೋಟಸ್ ಫೀಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಗೋವಿಂದ the cause of all causes and to see him everywhere is the only goal of life this much alone is the ultimate goal of human life as explained by all the revealed scriptures purport by his divine grace ac bhaktivedanta swami shri la prabhupada ki jai in this verse the word 
words sarvatra tadikshanam describe the highest perfection of devotional service in which one sees everything with reference to govinda's activities the highly elevated devotees never sees anything unrelated to govinda sthavara jangam dekhe na dekhe tar murti sarvatra haye nicha ishta deva spurti the mahabharata the mahabhagavat the advanced devotee certainly sees everything mobile and immobile but he does not exactly see their forms rather everywhere he immediately sees manifest the form of the supreme lord chaitanya charitamrita madhilila 8274 even in this material world a devotee does not see materially manifested things instead he sees govinda in everything when he sees a tree or a human being a devotee sees them in relation to govinda govindam adi purusham govinda is the original source of everything ishara parama krishna sachidananda vigraha anadiradur govinda sarva karana karanam krishna who is known as govinda is the supreme controller he has an eternal blissful spiritual body he is the origin of all he has no other origin for he is the prime cause of all causes brahma samhita 51 the test of a perfect devotee is that he sees govinda everywhere in this universe even in every atomic part- particle andandarastha paramanu chayandarastham this is the perfect vision of a devotee it is therefore said narayanam ayam dhira pashyanti paramarthinah jagat dhanamayam lubdha kamuka kamini nam hmm. a devotee is everyone and everything in relationship narayana narayana ayam everything is an expansion of narayana's energy just as those who are greedy greedy to see everything as a source of money making and those who are lusty see everything as being conducive to sex the most perfect devotee prahlad maharaj so narayan every even within a stone column this does not mean however that we must accept the word daridra narayana which have been manufactured by some unscrupulous person one who actually envisions narayana everywhere makes no distinction between the poor and the rich to single out the daridra narayana or poor narayana and reject the dhani narayana or rich narayana is not the vision of a devotee rather that is the imperfect vision of materialistic persons thus end the bhakti vedanta purports of the seventh canto seventh chapter of the shrimad bhagavatam entitled what prahlad learned in the womb om ajnana timiranthasya ജനശലാകയാക്ഷൂരുന്മിതംയനാസ്മൈശ്രീഗുരവേ സാവധൂതം പരിജനസഹിതം കൃഷ്ണചൈതന്യദേവം ശ്രീരാധാകൃഷ്ണപാദാൻ സഹഗണലളിത ശ്രീവിശാഖാന്വിതാംശ 
ಹೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಕರುಣಾ ಸಿಂಧೋ ದೀನಬಂಧೋ ಜಗತ್ಪತೆ ಗೋಪೇಶ ಗೋಪಿಗಾಕಾಂತ ರಾಧಾಕಾಂತ ನಮೋಸ್ತುತೆ ತಪ್ತ ಕಾಂಚನ ಗೋರಾಂಗಿ ರಾಧೆ ವೃಂದಾವನೇಶ್ವರಿ ವೃಷಭಾನುಸುತೆ ದೇವಿ ಪ್ರಣಮಿ ಹರಿಪ್ರಿಯೇ ವಾಂಚಗಲ್ಪದರುಭ್ಯಶ್ಚ ಕೃಪಾ ಸಿಂಧುಭ್ಯವಚ ಪತಿಭ್ಯೋ ವೈಷ್ಣವೇಭ್ಯೋ ನಮೋ ನಮಃ ಜಯ ಶ್ರೀಕೃಷ್ಣ ಚೈತನ್ಯ ಪ್ರಭು ನಿತ್ಯಾನಂದ ಶ್ರೀ ಅದ್ವೈತಗದಾಧ ಶ್ರೀವಾಸಾದಿಗೋರಭಕ್ತವೃಂದ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೇ 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 ರಾಮ ಹರೇ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರೇ 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 ಕೃಷ್ಣ ದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ ದ ಕನ್ಕ್ಲೂಸಿವ್ ವರ್ಡ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿಸ್ ಚಾಪ್ಟರ್ ವೇರ್ ಇನ್ ಪ್ರಹ್ಲಾದ್ ಮಹಾರಾಜ್ ಇಸ್ ಇನ್ಸ್ಟ್ರಕ್ಟಿಂಗ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಇನ್ಫಾರ್ಮಿಂಗ್ his classmates about what he had learned in his mother's womb he was stuck in the womb of his mother but he learned all this from the mouth of naradamuni who was preaching to kayadu and in the womb pralad maharaj learned everything and this is the conclusive verse so from this we can understand how important this verse is here it is mentioned that for the human life this is the ultimate conclusion of the human form of life what are they? there are two things which are mentioned what are they this is the real purpose the ultimate goal of human form of life there are two points okay the ability to see krishna everywhere okay full marks and to render devotional service unto his lotus feet two points think about this is the conclusion so we can see that pralad maharaj had spoken about so many things but now he is coming to the point render devotional service unto the lotus feet of lord govinda and see him everywhere so this entire purport we can see is dedicated to seeing krishna everywhere that topmost platform before getting into it let's describe seeing krishna from our own level all devotees are meant to perform pure devotional service progressively what is pure devotional service anyabhilashita shunyam ಜ್ಞಾನ ಕರ್ಮಾದಿ ಅನಾವೃತ ಅನುಕೂಲ್ಯನ ಕೃಷ್ಣಾನುಶೀಲನಂ ಭಕ್ತಿರ್ ಉತ್ತಮ ಇಟ್ ದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ ದ ಪ್ಯೂರ್ ಡಿವೋಷನ್ ಸರ್ವಿಸ್ ದಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಅನ್ಯ ಅಭಿಲಾಷಿತ ಶೂನ್ಯಂ ವಿಥೌಟ್ ಎನಿ ಮೆಟೀರಿಯಲ್ ಮೋಟಿವೇಷನ್ ವಿಥೌಟ್ ಎನಿ ಮೆಟೀರಿಯಲ್ ಡಿಸೈರ್ಸ್ ಬಟ್ ಈವನ್ ಇನ್ ದಟ್ ದೇರ್ ಆರ್ ಕಂಡೀಷನ್ಸ್ that apply what is that condition if a devotee is approaching krishna in situations which are completely unavoidable still that doesn't become impediment to pure devotion service for example arjuna may ask help from krishna on the battlefield of kurukshetra or draupadi called upon 
Krishna, right? When the Vastrakshep was going on, when she was being disrobed by Dushasan. That time, did Draupadi call for Krishna? So, is that against pure devotional service? No, it is not. Because this is a circumstance which is unavoidable and she had no one to call but Krishna. So that comes within the purview of pure devotion service. So Abhilasha, it is not that one cannot have any desire, but there are, there are, there are possibilities of some desires which are unavoidable. But it's not asking Krishna for so many material things. So that is Anya Abhilashita Shunyam. Then, Jnana Karmadhi Anavrutam. So there shouldn't be any mental speculation based on monistic understanding or Jnana Yoga based on Jnana understanding. That shouldn't be there. That will cover Bhakti. Or there shouldn't be Karma, ritualistic activities because we can be very ritualistic even after coming to Bhakti. Where is the Yajna? Everything is based on ritualistic approach because especially if you are from Indian background, Indian background is very ritualistic. Monday you had to go to this temple, Tuesday you had to do this puja, Thursday you had to do this. So this is ritualistic mentality. So we approach the Lord based on ritualistic mentality. That is not within the purview of pure devotion service. So it is not because of affection for Krishna, but rather it is kind of a remedial measures for material problems. So that doesn't work. So that is, that is not pure devotion service. That can be bhakti, but that's not pure bhakti. Hmm? We have to be very careful when we are devotees that we shouldn't think that rituals are the essence in devotion service. Or we shouldn't think that uh, if we don't do a particular kind of samskara, then everything is doomed. The main thing is samskara, for example. We may have to do some samskara which are essential in one's life, especially in Grihasthashram, there are for the children, etc., etc. There are different kinds of samskaras. But the essence is not just the ritual. The essence is, as it is mentioned here, it is remembrance of the Lord. So without chanting of Krishna's name, no samskara is complete. So the essential part is remembering Krishna, as it is mentioned here, seeing Krishna. So if you remove that part, then that ritual becomes quite materialistic, it becomes karmaganda. So devotees have to be careful, not just getting attached to ritual or chanting this or that. Sometimes, okay, you chant this mantra, you chant the other mantra. We may forget what is the essence. Essence is thinking about Krishna, seeing Krishna everywhere, as it is mentioned. So that is Anikulyana Krishna Anishilam and favorably serving Krishna. That is Bhakti Ruttama. That is the Uttama Bhakti. That is considered the pure devotion service. And for us to practice pure devotion service, there can be many impediments. But in the in a stage of a practitioner, even if we have material desires, if we are not acting on it, still it is considered pure platform. We may have material desires, but if we are not actively praying to fulfill those material desires, or if we are not acting on that, then our bhakti is fine. At least we can do that. We cannot control the mind that sometimes desires can come to our mind. But if, even if so, such desires come, we are going and asking Krishna, please fulfill that. 
If you do that, that's not pure bhakti. Krishna already knows. He is situated in the heart. He is situated as the deity. He knows. So, we don't need to tell. Whatever is required, Krishna will give anyway. So, we don't really need to make separate prayers for our material desires. If we do that, that is not considered uttama bhakti. So, even in sadhaka, sadhana bhakti is supposed to be uttama bhakti. We are in sadhana bhakti. We are in what bhakti? We are regulated devotion service according to rules and regulation. But even in this bhakti, we are meant to perform uttama bhakti by not actively praying to the Lord for material desires or material desires can come but by not engaging in sense gratification. Hmm? There is okay, sense gratification needed for living in this life but no unnecessary sense gratification. Of course, to live, keeping the body soul together, we need sense gratification. We had to maintain the senses. But that's different from indulgence. Hmm? So then one can actually practice Uttama Bhakti even at the stage of sadhana. And what are the two principles of sadhana bhakti? The cornerstone of sadhana bhakti or regulated devotional service, which is very much related to this verse. This verse is primarily speaking on the highest platform, but as a sadhaka, definitely two principles are very important. What are they? No, that's not the one which is mentioned in this verse. Seeing Krishna everywhere, yes, but what is the instruction in relation to sadhana bhakti as given in nectar of devotion? Who can tell? It's very simple, very much related to this verse. Hearing, no. It is exactly the same as seeing Krishna everywhere. Remembering, yeah. What is that? What is the full definition? Exactly. Smartavya satatam Vishnu Vismartavyona Jatuchit Sarva Vidhi Nishedhyoho Etheyo Reva Kinkara. All rules and regulations are for one, two purposes, which are essentially one. That's what Prabhupada says. Smartavya satatam Vishnu. Always think about Krishna and never forget him. So we have, yes, right. Four regulatory principles, chanting, we are paying obeisances. We are doing so many rules and regulations are there in bhakti. There are 64 items of devotion service which are mentioned in Nectar of Devotion. But everything is ultimately meant for one thing, to always remember Krishna and never forget Him. And if you see this verse, isn't it leading to the same point? See Krishna everywhere. If we remember Krishna, then we can see Krishna everywhere. And if we forget Krishna, we will not be able to see Krishna everywhere. So, Shravanam Kirtanam has to lead to Smaranam. Shravanam Kirtanam, Kirtanam, Vishnoho Smaranam. And the essence is, if we come to that platform, then we can see Krishna everywhere. So, in essence, in sadhana bhakti, in regulated devotion service, this highest platform is already included. And this is something we can try to practice. So, this is very tangible. It is not completely out of it. No, we can actually try to do it. How are we remembering Krishna? And that's why we have morning program. As during the day, we can think about Krishna. Evening, we can think about Krishna. So, in all respects, we have the opportunity to remember Krishna. In other words, we have to organize our lives such that we can think about Krishna, always.
So for that we need some starting point. We may not be remembering all the time, but we need to take our baby steps towards that goal. In that way, bhakti is very clear. There is no confusion. And now, let's look into this purport. What is Srila Prabhupada saying? Okay, here also Prabhupada is saying about seeing Krishna everywhere. What platform is mentioned right in the beginning of this purport? What platform of bhakti is mentioned here? Beginning of the purport. Can anyone remember what is mentioned in the beginning of the purport? Where a devotee is able to see Krishna? Where? Everywhere. everywhere where? But everywhere. Define what Prabhupada says. Everywhere Prabhupada defines. Who have heard the purport? Yeah, it is one. It is about Mahabhagavata, a pure devotee, like Srila Prabhupada, like Prahlad Maharaj. And then where he is able to see Krishna? Ah, yes. Stavara Jangama Dekhe. Yeah, Stavara and Jangama. Such a devotee is able to see Krishna in all moving and immobile objects. Everywhere he is able to see Krishna. So Srila Prabhupada explained this point in one way. One way he said, how can we understand that a devotee is seeing Krishna everywhere? So one time Prabhupada said, he sees Krishna's energy everywhere. So for a pure devotee, the whole material world is Krishna's energy. And when he sees the whole material world, he wants to utilize the entire material world in service of Krishna. So the whole material world, whatever we see, becomes like a paraphernalia for a pure devotee. So he wants to offer the entire material world in service of Krishna. That is the vision of a pure devotee. We see Srila Prabhupada. Srila Prabhupada had big plans all the time. Prabhupada, when he sees a big building, we can read in Lilamrita, he sees a big building. What comes to his mind? This, this will be a good place to open a temple. That time Prabhupada didn't have money, didn't have anyone, no, not many followers. Nothing, but he, he saw, okay, here we can have temple. There are many instances where Srila Prabhupada went and he said, there will be a temple here. In Bombay, not the Juhu temple, of course, there Srila Prabhupada really wanted the temple. In fact, he worked very hard, fought hard to get that temple. But in Chaupati, after one program, you know, now Chaupati, Grand Road, there is a temple, Radha Govinda temple. That, there was nothing there. Prabhupada, he put, pushed his stick to the ground and he said, there will be a temple here. That's all he did. Can you imagine? <laughs> there will be a temple here. And we can see in due course of time, there is a flourishing temple there. So this is the potency of a pure devotee. He can see these things. And he's seeing Krishna, he's seeing devotion service everywhere. We know this famous story again from Lilamrita where uh, Prabhupada was sitting in the park with no one and he, he was practically got kicked out from the, his residence where he was sharing and the tram 
conductor was sitting next to him. Prabhu said, I have so many devotees, there are so many temples. And then finally he said, only time is separating me from those. So this is the vision of a devotee. A devotee is not limited to time, pure devotee. Not limited to time, not limited to space. He is seeing Krishna everywhere. And he is seeing opportunities to serve Krishna. Prabhupada mentioned that how can one be peaceful in Krishna consciousness? I like this answer very much. How can one be peaceful in Krishna consciousness? Prabhupada said, anyone wants to give it a try? A very, very specific answer I am looking for. There are many answers, but one specific answer. Prabhupada said, by making plans how to spread this Krishna consciousness movement. Then one can be peaceful. Always thinking. Then the senses will be controlled, mind will be controlled. Because always making plans. Because we like plan making, right? And people, even materialistic people, they really like making plans. About their sense enjoyment, they really love it. Whether it is a planning a holiday trip or building a home. When it comes to the design stage, they are very creative, very imaginative, very dreamy. Of course, in the execution there are a lot of pains, and afterwards it continues. But in the planning stage, they are very engrossed. Very engrossed. Even at the home, when you, how you want to be your home, how you want to be your lawn, landscaping, everything. What they want become very creative, <laughs> very dreamy. But the execution, it's very tough. Then the reality kicks in. Hmm? So similarly for devotees, the step one is, we can make plans how to preach Krishna Consciousness. And if we have that preaching mentality, it is easier for us to see Krishna. Not just the temple, outside the temple also, it's easier to see Krishna. For example, if you go on book distribution, actually it's a very protected atmosphere. Streets become very protected atmosphere when we go for book distribution. Otherwise, it can be bewildering. It can, be, it can be people, it can be the billboards, it can be this or that. One can easily be distracted by all these things. But if you go on book okay, if you go on book distribution and if we are aimed at, okay, I really want to distribute books. And especially during marathon, if you set a target, look, I want to do at least 30 Bhagavad Gita's or 50 Bhagavad Gita's. Then what happens? We are thinking of all the opportunities to distribute books. Then Maya doesn't distract. It's much lesser because we are focused. Always we have this prayer and anxiety. Is this person going to stop? Is this person going to take a book? How many books I have I done? Who, who can I stop next? So the mind is completely absorbed in preaching and even if you don't distribute books, still it is very beneficial because we are focused on Krishna and we are focused on Krishna's service. So this is seeing Krishna. So that time, wherever we look, we see is there any opportunity to distribute books. And especially, I really don't like to go to shopping complex, shopping malls. I feel it's very draining. Even if I go for shopping, I find it very draining, you know. Seeing the whole thing and you know, finding a thing which I want to buy, it's very draining. But when you go on books, we don't get affected by anything. It's a completely different experience. We just see who is coming. 
who is getting out, who is going to the car, what's happening, is there a security? So the mind is occupied completely and so it's quite, it can be intense but at the same time afterwards it's very pleasurable, isn't it? The intense time in Krishna's service, let it be book distribution, let it be Janmashtami organization, let it be anything. While going through, we are praying, we feel it very intense. But afterwards we see, it was such a good time. And most of the time, the intense times are the most pleasurable and memorable times in our devotional life. Mm. Some, some of the, even catering. Uh, I remember one, I, when I went for the first catering, uh, many years back, and I was trained to do kofta balls, okay? So throwing in the oil, that was the training. And we didn't expect it's going to be a big catering. So we all went there and it was pyramid rock, okay? It didn't last for very long, that rock festival. <laughs> so we went, it's all, you know, teens to, you know, maybe, maybe 20s, very young adults. And it was, it was getting so busy because there were only two caterers. So you can imagine thousands of people were there and there were only two caterers. And we were one of them. And from the beginning, there was a long queue, like this temple room, always. And I was the only one to do koftas. And I'm doing it for the first time. <laughs> and I'm just throwing, throwing, and getting speed, you know, just doing it, doing it. And it was so many people, so two walks. So I had to finish one walk, then move to the next walk, and go back and forth. And it was like continuously going. And I was saying, oh, what's really going on? And someone was helping, but still, morning till night, went on. And night, maybe 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock, I finished and I went to the tent and I was about to sleep. Oh, my hand is like, my hand is not moving. <laughs> it is so painful. And next day, the same thing. And we came to the point, we wanted to market more. So even if people are not there, we are filling the tubs and going out and distributing koftas to bring them for our feast plate. Same thing, same formula all these years. This was probably 16 or 17 years back and then uh, but the point is it was quite intense and we made that time it was the biggest we made you know in that season after many years we didn't cross that amount of Lakshmi that we collected but the point is after many years we still remember it was such a good time <laughs> it was such a good time while going through it was intense but it was such a good time so this is how the devotion service it is very memorable it is really gives fulfillment to the heart so by serving, by making plans how to serve Krishna, we can actually remember Krishna. So this is the mentality. Uh, I, I remember hearing from uh, Vaisheshika Prabhu and Navin Nirada Prabhu regarding book distribution. Both of them mentioned they always carry a book with them, always, wherever they go. So by doing that, the consciousness is changed, isn't it? Prabhu one day he was telling, he went for morning walk, he was here, he was doing some co uh, training sessions on book distribution, Navindra Prabhu, and he went to Beach Road for morning walk and chanting. And he said, uh, he had small books with him because he didn't want to carry so much because it's heavy. And he's not his book distribution walk, <laughs> he's just walk, walking and chanting, <laughs> early morning, maybe six o'clock or so. He said he met a person uh, who was looking at his car brand new, very new BMW. You know, you can see the car, you know. So he was completely absorbed in the car. So Prabhu said, when he saw that, generally we may think, you know, as devotees also we can get attracted seeing a new BMW. Look, look good, maybe I should get it, or if I can get it, it would have been nice. 
because I can take devotees to the temple. <laughs> Which is a side excuse. <laughs> I have heard this from devotees. I bought a big expensive car. Why? Because then I can take devotees to the temple. But actually you are buying for your own enjoyment. <laughs> devotees to the temple is only side benefit. Okay, it's good. <laughs> so, if we see a car, one may think like, how it is going to be for my enjoyment. But Prabhu said, Prabhu when he saw, he saw that he was so much into the wheels, so many things on the wheel, I don't know the details. So he started asking about this car, is this your car? Immediately he became very happy, yeah this is my car. Oh what is that? Immediately he gave a lecture, in a five minutes lecture on the wheel. <laughs> then he became very happy, he got very, uh, very much satisfied. Because he has got his new car and somebody is paying notice to this and kind of appreciating. And then he gave a book, a small book and he gave whatever donation he had. Can you see? So the, the mentality, so when we go out, if we have that spirit of preaching, then it is easier to see Krishna everywhere. So even a sadhaka can practice this. The point is a sadhaka can practice this. So we, we, this is how we make advancement. We see all this Tavara Jangama Dekhe and we think, oh yes, it is for the advanced devotees, so I don't have to do anything. This is the kind of natural conclusion we make arrive because of our conditioned nature. It's for pure devotees. For us, seeing Krishna everywhere, not important. But see, Krishna is emphasizing this right from Bhagavad Gita, not at the end of Bhagavatam. We'll discuss that a bit later. But even right from the Bhagavad Gita, where Krishna is personally giving instructions and methods by which we can remember Krishna in this material world. Which chapter? to start with. Okay, we'll go to 10. Before 10, there is one chapter. Krishna is laying down a plan for us. How can we remember him? He is giving a plan. Which chapter of Bhagavad Gita? Seven chapter. Rasoham apasukkamanteya prabhasmi shashi suryoho. Then? Pranavasarvavedeshu Shabda khe paurisham rushu. See, Krishna is giving. Shabda khe. It's very interesting. Shabda khe. What's the meaning of Shabda khe? Exactly, that's right. Shabda khe. Khe means, gha means ether. Shabda khe. The sound in the ether, who is this? Me. Srila Prabhupada was giving a lecture in India, in Bombay. And if you hear that lecture, Hardly can you hear Prabhu's lecture, mostly you will listen to the noise, background noise, honking, this, that, we get easily distracted. And in that lecture, Srila Prabhu says, can you hear this honking and all this noise? That is Krishna. This is pure devotee. So we are getting distracted, but Prabhu, even that circumstance, that time Prabhu is telling, understand, even that sound is Krishna. It is Krishna's energy. So this is the vision of a pure devotee. And so the point is, right from the seventh chapter of Bhagavad Gita, Krishna is laying down a plan for us. If you want to remember me, yeah, wherever you go, wherever you see my energy, start connecting them to Krishna. Even if an atheist is speaking, giving good arguments, it will be, it'll be always bad arguments, but <laughs> giving good arguments, you can see whatever intelligence is coming from, Krishna. And who is giving the forgetfulness of Krishna? Krishna is giving. Because he is refuting the Lord in one sense, he is remembering the Lord in a negative way. 
So wherever we see, we can try to see Krishna. So this is Krishna consciousness. When we see flower, a devotee thinks, how can we offer it to Krishna? When we see beauty, see, okay, this person is very beautiful, but what's the source of that beauty? That is Krishna. So this is how Krishna is actually training us, right from the seventh chapter. And in the tenth chapter, Krishna gives the whole description of vibhutis. So everywhere. So this point is very essential, seeing Krishna everywhere or remembering Krishna everywhere. It's very essential. Now, coming to this highest platform as it is described here, that is demonstrated by pure devotees. Who is the one as mentioned here? Prahlad Maharaj. Where he could see Krishna? In the pillar. So Prabhupada is making this purport the point. Prahlad is such a great devotee that he could see Krishna in the, even in the pillar. Hmm? So that is his devotion. When Hiranyakashipu asked, is there your Lord in that pillar? Prahlad said, yes, because Prahlad could actually see Narasimhadev. Now it's mentioned, through the pillar, Narasimhadev showed upon Prahlad. Prahlad could see him. He said, yeah, he's there also, no problem. Then when he broke open, the Lord came out. So this is the Lord. Similarly, this is manifested, this kind of qualities are manifested by all great devotees. So, Prahlad Maharaj is an example who could see Krishna. Hmm? Shukadev Goswami. Shukadev Goswami is very interesting because he is speaking entire Bhagavatam. However, in certain sections, he is completely involved in the Bhagavatam. The narrator is almost, he is part of the narration. He is completely absorbed. So, when he narrates certain sections of Bhagavatam, certain pastimes, Sometimes he becomes very angry. Even Shukadeva Goswami becomes very angry. For example, when Krishna sent the cowherd boys, the gopas, to collect some food from the Brahmana's house, there was a Brahmana, Yajna was going on. From there, they wanted some food. And Krishna's friends went and begged from the big Brahmanas who were conducting Yajnas. They didn't give anything in charity. Rather, they spoke in a way that is not even acknowledging the presence of these covered boys. Just brush them aside. So even this kind of situation, even Shugade becomes very angry because he is completely in touch with Krishna. Hmm? And when it comes to section where <coughs> Gopis are hearing the flute sound of Krishna. Shukadev Goswami gets into the mood of Gopis and he narrates different verses. Why? Because Gopis couldn't speak because they were completely stunned in ecstasy hearing the flute sound of Krishna. But at the same time, Shukadev Goswami covers that. He gets into the mood and he narrates verse. That is the Barhavitam verse. Barhavitam Nadavarebunda Karneo Karnigaram. The description of Krishna in the mood of gopis by Shugade Goswami. So he, while speaking, he is completely inside the pastime of Krishna. So much so that he cannot even utter the name of Srimati Radharani. Because if he utter the name of Srimati Radharani, he would faint. Because he is the shuka, is the parrot in the spiritual world who has witnessed all the pastimes of the Lord. 
So this is the position of great devotees. Gauranga Mahaprabhu, when he appeared here, he was manifesting the Mahabhav. We know when he was in Jagannath Puri, that was the time he was completely absorbed in the mood of Srimati Radharani and there he was manifesting his Mahabhav. When Mahaprabhu saw a sand dune, Chattak Parvat, it's called Chattak Parvat, we can read in Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. When he saw a sand dune, he was reminded of Govardhan Hill. And he just ran, dashed towards the Chattak Parvat. Can you see? He was seeing Krishna. He was seeing Krishna as the Govardhan Hill. And he just ran towards that. And he wanted to embrace. So this is the nature of pure devotion. Of course, this is on the highest platform. They cannot resist. They are reminded of Krishna at everything in this material world. And that is the nature of pure devotees, especially on the topmost platform. It is mentioned about uh, Madhavendra Puri, we know Madhavendra Puri, who brought the seed of Madhurya Bhakti to this world. Madhavendra Puri, who is the spiritual master of Ishara Puri, hmm? the Param Guru of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. When he sees the cloud, dark, deep, dark cloud, he goes into ecstasy, he collapses, because thinking about Krishna. And if we see the cloud, what happens? Nothing. We can go out and see cloud. Today is a cloudy day. Nothing happens to us. But for a pure devotee, he's thinking about Krishna and so much absorbed that one is collapsing. So that is the description given in Srimad Bhagavatam. And even gopis, when they see tamal tree, hmm? tamala varna, Krishna's ne Krishna has tamala varna. His complexion is that of the tamal tree. When you go to Vrindavan, this time, this year we went to Vrindavan and very, very fortunate to see Tamal trees and Kadamba trees <laughs> together. There were few places, uh, I think we were in, I uh, can't remember, probably in Bhandiravan, I think, that tam both Tamal tree and Kadamba trees together. One is black, one is whitish. So that is like Radha and Krishna. So when gopis sees Tamal trees, they are completely reminded of Krishna. This is pure devotion on the topmost platform where they are seeing Krishna everywhere. Stavara Jangama Dekhe Nadekhe Tar Murti Sarvatra Hoinaja Ishtadeva's Purti. They see that the Ishtadev Krishna has manifested. So it has application from our Sathaka stage to Sadhya stage, the perfected stage. It, it has its applicability everywhere. Now, there is a beautiful verse which is given here, quoted, that an example is given, a lusty man sees opportunity for enjoyment everywhere. Lusty man sees an opportunity for enjoyment everywhere. Similarly, it is mentioned that if somebody who is money making, if somebody is very business minded, whatever they see, they see the opportunity to make money. You know, we know that uh, uh, <laughs> this drama we do many times uh, where the old man is going to die. You remember that one? Old, old man is not dying. Old man is very materialistic. So all the sons thought, okay, we had to make him somehow or other spiritual at least at this 
fag end of his life. So they arranged one sadhu to take him around. You know that story, right? And first place he goes to, uh, which place? You know, he goes to Dwaraka, Jagannathpuri, different temples, nothing happens. No change of heart. He's only thinking about his business, how to make money. So he thought, you know, this is hopeless. This person is hopeless. Then finally, take him to Kashi, right? Banaras, yeah? Oh, Haridwar. Haridwar. <laughs> Haridwar, Banaras. <laughs> what happens? When he saw all the smashan ghats where the body is cremated, he started crying. So Sadhu became very happy. Finally, it was a long journey. Finally, this person got some realization. You know, he is in this ghat where all these dead bodies are being cremated, and at least seeing that, he is becoming serious about life. He is going to give up his mentality of making money. So he said, "Okay, don't worry." Crying is all right. So tell, what is he? Please tell your reala realization. So he tells that whole life I was a cloth merchant, but so much wood is being used for burning all these bodies, and it is happening 24/7. So I should have been a uh, wood merchant. <laughs> so that was his realization. So this is the example given in this. <laughs> so whatever you do, some people cannot change. So fixed on making money. <laughs> So similarly, Prabhupada is using that example here. Okay, not exactly that example. There is a verse here that is Jagat Dhana Mayam Lubdhaha. Jagat Dhana Mayam Lubdhaha. For Lubdha means who is greedy for money. Jagat, this material world, Dhana Mayam. It is full of wealth. Wherever he sees, only wealth he can see. So similarly, it is mentioned a devotee should see Krishna everywhere, opportunity to preach in our capacity and whatever is needed. Don't give. Srimad Bhagavatam class, seven minutes to a new person. Whatever is required, give. Some people at least just tell Hare Krishna or tell whatever can be relatable to them. We don't have to give the whole class in five minutes. So be careful, that's all. But Prabhupada gives this example. So in such a way, we can think about Krishna. I will use the same example. Here it is mentioned, a lusty man sees opportunity to enjoy everywhere. Hmm? The so same example is used by Srila Rupa Goswami in Bhakti Rasamrita Sintu. And there is a beautiful prayer. It's a beautiful prayer actually. Yuvati naam yatha yuno yunam cha yuvato yatha mano abhiramate dadvan mano me ramatam toi. It's a beautiful prayer to Krishna. Just as young men are attracted to young women, similarly, young women are naturally attracted to young men. In the same way, oh my Lord, my mind be naturally attracted to you. So this is actually a prayer to get some spontaneous, natural love for the Lord. And that is mentioned here. We can see that the Lord, Atmeshira Priya, if you, one of the verses before, Prahlad Maharaj tells his demoniac schoolmates, the Lord is Atmeshira Priya. He is the actual dear one for the heart. He is the real Lord, the most attractive person. He is the dear one. He, said, he says, it is very natural to worship the Lord. Don't think that worshipping Krishna, serving Krishna is unnatural. That is the most natural activity. In the same way, Rupa Goswami quotes this verse showing a devotee's prayer to the Supreme Lord. So even we don't reject if one is seeing romantic affairs one can see 
in this way we also want to serve the lord in a very natural way hmm? so this is the essence of devotion service and at the same time shila prabhupat make sure that no one misuses this understanding by using the word like daridra narayan those who do not know i will explain what is a daridra narayan in india for whatever political reason this term was coined by a popular person it's called daridra narayan daridra narayan means a poor person is also narayan you understand so they want to address a poor person as narayan so they coined this word daridra means poor wretched so daridra narayan so they want to see everyone is narayan so it's a kind of mayavad so to glorify daridra a poor person they coined this word as daridra narayan so prabhu said that is not the proper usage of the word daridra narayan because narayan is never daridra narayan is never poor he is always rich right aishwarya samagrasya we know that verse right he is always rich with six opulences so how can you call him daridra narayan this is exactly like what happened at the time of lord chaitanya because at the time of lord chaitanya one person he uh, complained about advaita acharya he wrote a letter that advaita acharya even though he is supreme personality of godhead he is in debt with so much of coins or gold coins you understand he, he informed lord chaitanya that even though advaita acharya is a supreme personality of godhead he, he is in debt he has debt of so many gold coins and mahaprabhu became very upset he became very angry what is this how can you tell both these things together that at first you are selling that advaita acharya is a supreme personality of godhead <laughs> if advaita acharya is supreme personality of godhead lakshmi devi is with the lord all the time you can never separate lakshmi and narayan so you are saying advaita acharya is a supreme lord indeed he is mahavishnu and then next statement is he is in debt so he he was very angry no don't speak like that this is this is nonsense supreme lord is never in debt he everything belongs to him and that's why prabhupad is very upset he is very angry about this point you know using the word daridra narayan rather prabhupad says he is dhani narayan dhani means rich he is always rich that's why shriman narayan shriman means he has all shrees with him he is always rich so in india many times these kind of uh, terminologies are developed because of lack of understanding hmm? for example harijan hmm? those who belong to lowest class because of political reason people want to call harijan prabhu said no harijan means everyone is harijan actually harijan is the greatest devotee is harijan don't call harijan as just the lowest in terms of caste or creed don't call them as harijan harijan is actually pure devotee is harijan so prabhuvas was very careful how this terms are used and prabhuvas wanted it them to be used properly no don't misuse this philosophy yes seeing krishna everywhere doesn't mean that we all become krishna hmm? prabhuvas is very careful or we don't say that a stone is krishna just like that no stone is krishna's energy hmm? and dt and prabhuvas is very clear dt is not stone after installation matter is transformed into spirit so prabhu was very clear and very precise 
when he presents the philosophy. So that we don't get carried away by all these different kinds of propaganda which you can find all the time. So in a sense, today we heard about the conclusion of this chapter which is rendering devotion service and seeing Krishna everywhere that we can practice right from the beginning of devotion service and that is our aim. So thank you very much. Is there any questions or comments? Okay, please use the yeah. Hare Krishna Prabhu, thank Hare you Krishna. for a nice class. Uh, Prabhu, I just, this verse is mentioning seeing Krishna everywhere. Like when we go out, there are butchery shop. Yes. Oh my God. So how to see or like casinos or like so many abominable yeah. activities. So how to see Krishna there, Prabhu? Ah, it's a very good question. How can we see Krishna where, where sinful activities are going on? So if that is going on, which chapter of Bhagavad Gita can you remember? Okay, <laughs> if you see uh, <coughs> all the sinful activities are going on that is being promoted in this world, which chapter of Bhagavad Gita can you think about? Huh? 16, what's the title? Exactly, the divine and demoniac nature. So please cease instructions of Krishna when those activities are going on. Ishraham aham bhogi. I am the Ishra, I am the controller. I am the bhogi, I am the enjoyer. So I will do anything to... Anything, I will do anything for my enjoyment. And if somebody is coming against me, I will kill. Prabhupada also says in the first canto of Shiva Bhagavatam, animal killing is considered, considered because of pride. Prabhupada even relates animal killing to pride. How is that? Why? One thinks that I am meant to live in this world and I can live at the cost of anyone. So these animals, they are meant for my pleasure. This is pride, Prabhupada says. It's pride. So we have to see philosophy in these kind of places. Does that make sense? So in that yeah. way, it is possible to see. Hmm. Based on philosophy given in Bhagavad Gita. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Prabhu. Thank you. Yeah. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Uh, Prabhu, you, you mentioned that for the pure devotees, they see Krishna everywhere. Yes. And uh, they're not separated from Krishna at any moment. Uh, but then we see in the 11th canto when Krishna is withdrawing his, the Yadu dynasty and himself, yeah. that um, Uddhava approaches, approaches him and begs Krishna to take him to his abode because he doesn't want to be separated from Krishna. Yeah. But Uddhava is a pure devotee. Yes. So how do we understand this? It is natural that a pure devotee wants to be with Krishna and wants to serve Krishna. So a devotee has that kind of feeling, I want to serve Krishna and there is nothing wrong in it. So Uddhava expressed his desire to go back home, back to Godhead because he, he understood Krishna is now winding up his pastime, Maushala Leela, it's called Maushala Leela. So in the Maushala Leela he's winding up his pastimes. Why? Because in one sense there are many reasons. So one reason is earth was becoming overburdened. <laughs> but earth couldn't stand all this powerful Yadu dynasty. So Krishna thought, okay, now is the time to go. Of course, it was the time for him to wind up his pastime because he has done all this mission, mission successful. So he wanted to go. So naturally, Uddhava being very intimate to Krishna and he was not killed in the 
big fight happened among the Yadu dynasty. Udhava, nothing happened to Udhava. So Udhava approached the Lord and he wanted to go. So that's a natural desire because of affection. But here is the point. What did Krishna instruct? You don't know? What was the instruction of Krishna? Uddhava wanted to go with Krishna to the spiritual world. But what was the instruction of Krishna to Uddhava, the main? He asked him to do something. Who knows Bhagavatam? Little bit. Remember? No? But you remember Badrigashram? Yeah, now you remember. Krishna wanted Uddhava to go to Badrigashram and preach Krishna Consciousness. He wanted, because the sages in Badrikashram, they couldn't get the association of Krishna. So, uh, the Lord wanted Uddhava to be the preacher. He wanted him to go and preach to them about Krishna, Krishna's pastimes. So, can you see? So, then that is the service in separation, Vipralambha Seva. So, it is considered even greater because now Uddhava cannot even forget Krishna even for a moment. <laughs> Always very intensely thinking about Krishna because of the feelings of separation. These are on very advanced platform, but we can understand that. A pure devotee doesn't really matter, but at the same time, he will act according to the instruction and the desire of the Supreme Lord. Okay? Okay, hi Griva, hi Griva told us to that. Hare Krishna Prabhuji, thank you for the wonderful class. My question was in the translation it says to render service to the lotus feet of uh, Govinda is the cause of all causes. Yeah. But uh, I've also heard that we should render service unto the servant or the servant or the servant of Lord Krishna. Yeah. So then how do we understand these two things? We are serving the lotus feet of Govinda by serving the instruction of his devotees. How are we knowing this instruction of Govinda? We are serving Bhagavatam. How are we serving Bhagavatam? Serving Bhagavatam is actually serving Srila Prabhupada. This class which is going on is actually serving Srila Prabhupada. Because this Bhagavatam class is being instituted by Srila Prabhupada. So by hearing Srimad Bhagavatam, by speaking Srimad Bhagavatam, we are serving Srila Prabhupada. By serving, by Worshipping the deity, we are actually serving Krishna directly and at the same time we are serving the instruction of Srila Prabhupada. By preaching, we are following the instruction of Srila Prabhupada and at the same time we are doing that rendering service at the feet of the Lord. Can you see? So both go simultaneously. Yeah. What's your question? Um, <clears throat> Hare Krishna Prabhuji, thank you for the nice class. Prabhuji, you mentioned the two aspects of how we should always remember Krishna and never forget Him. Um, but Prabhuji, I was wondering why do we call it as like two things? Because isn't it like, isn't it that the same thing? Because if you're not going to forget Krishna, you're always remembering Him. It, it is emphasizing. So the Vedic way of saying many things is what is to do hmm? and then one way is not to do. That is Vidhya Nirodha. And here, that Nirodha, which is don't forget. Forgetting is Nirodha. We shouldn't do. So he's telling, don't do that. In that way, we are emphasizing the importance of remembering Krishna. It is to emphasize. Hmm? Because we, otherwise, we can very easily forget. Yeah. yeah. 
Hare Krishna Prabhuji. Hare Krishna. Thank you for the class. Thank you. So my question is that it is said that the process to render service to the lotus feet of Govinda and to see him everywhere in everything. So that's the highest method of worship to him. So, um, but in 8th Canto 7th chapter, yeah. where Lord Shiva drank the yes. poison, yeah. it is also said that like um, wh whoever takes the voluntary suffering hmm. of the suffering in people of yes. gel yes. general, Correct. that's also called the highest method of worship. So how do we understand this? My one question is where here it's mentioned it is the highest form of worship here? Is it mentioned highest form of worship in this verse? Like you said that this is the highest method. Yeah, because that is the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal. But these two are not contradictory. Hmm? So yes, in the eight candle it is mentioned that one, it is the highest worship of the Lord if one is ready to voluntarily accept other suffering, right? So that is what we are telling, that is actually preaching. Preaching means we see that others are going through difficulties, we may also be going through, but we are taking some pain to reach out to them and to help them to be Krishna conscious. So both are not contradictory. Thank you, Prabhupada. Okay. Thank you. Hare Krishna. Grantra Srimad Bhagavatam ki, Srila Prabhupada ki.
Shaitan <laughs> 